0: Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with
1: Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co host from Los Angeles, California, Joey. No chill, pray now. Hello, Andy. I did it correctly this episode. You nailed it. You nailed it. I struggled not only on last podcast, but our live game three Western Conference finals. I introduced myself as you. That's correct. Somebody DM'd. Uh, I think our, our dirty sports Twitter, or maybe it was my personal, I don't remember, but anyway, they asked if I had doubled my dosage to 10 milligrams and I just wrote question Mark. And they said, what were you on when Ryan Klatt was on last week?
0: Yeah. You, uh, I mean, you, that was, that was a Ryan Klatt experience. Uh, um, interview, you know, uh, uh, appearance where you just kept, you were, you were, it was like old Andy Ruther. You're like, forget the hockey things. Just every, every opportunity I have to make a Ruther joke. I'm going to go.
1: Yeah. And I told him, I said, I wasn't on anything, man. It was just hundred percent. Oh, natural. I
0: I think a lot of the dirty sports audience expected you to show up today in a full engineering, like a train engineer, costume.
1: Oh dude. I'm still fascinated by that. We we need more train talk. You think he loves Back to the Future 3? Probably, right? Right. What was the movie? I saw it. I was I was trying to remember. I actually saw it in the theater with my mom. It's with Denzel Washington. Money Train? No. No, Money Train was uh No, it's I know it's which one you're talking about. It's Denzel and uh Chris uh Chris Pine where there's like a runaway train.
0: Yeah. That was the
1: I it's know what you're talking about. Based on a true story. Yeah. Anyway, I, I'm going to have to ask Ryan about that. But quick update before we jump into everything. 2-0 Black Knights and 2-0 Panthers following the NBA's lead where just one team is going to win all the games.
0: And and Ryan picked the other two teams, and I said, I, I got to go Panthers-Golden Knights, Andy.
1: Yeah. Not Black Knights. Can I say it again?
0: Yeah. Oh wow. Black Black Knights is the old uh sneaker company, right? British do you Knights. remember that British Knights. BK. BK. Burger King British Knights.
1: Well, by the way, if you missed our live broadcast speaking of sneakers, you missed a gem which Prano showed me. Apparently Puma made a pair of sneakers that was like a silhouette of Hitler's hair and mustache. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty amazing. So I own a pair of Pumas, right? And I put them on yesterday. And, you're just, and like, I was like checking them from the top. <laughs> I was, and it was. It was before I was about to. I was about to walk. Uh, I was about to go with a walk with Isla and Roscoe. I was like, wait, am I the dad walking around looking like Hitler? I just, <laughs> I just want to make sure. In in my neighborhood, just a that- quick check of my. Pumas make sure they don't look like Stalin. Yeah. They're like, well, that guy's walking around with a silhouette of Mao Zedong over there. a little heavy, a little Chinese reference. How you guys like that? I take pride in that comment the other night that called me basically a Wikipedia. I appreciate that. Dandy, Dad Andy. I like that. I might have to run with that. What's my what name? Dandy Andy? It all rhymes. They must be loving it, though, in Florida, right? You got the heat just cruising through. You got the Florida Panthers, same neck of the woods. Lots of cocaine happening in South Beach right now.
0: Yeah. Jimmy Buffett was hospitalized. He was doing so much cocaine.
1: Was he really hospitalized?
0: That's what I heard, yeah.
1: Not because of the cocaine, but just... No, I don't think so. Well, I hope he gets well. Just too many margaritas. <laughs> You think he? You think he still like goes hard with margaritas? Probably, yeah. That's probably, a, probably
0: skinny skinny margaritas now. You know, probably uses the agave or something like that. The agave syrup.
1: That's a bad hangover, huh? Margaritas. I'm saying, like, that's one. If you're going hard, yeah, you'd be feeling that. We got a call later in the show. We'll get to about. Okay. Think about that. I'll let you stew on this. I'll do a little tease. Okay. Best hangover cure. I feel like
0: we've done this five times on the show.
1: I feel like we have, but I've been thinking about it. I'm ready for it. Yeah. Just just be prepared. That's a good call. Give us a call with things like that. 310-359-8365. Let's jump into it. These NBA playoffs have taken a turn. They've been fun, but I don't think anybody expected – Two three o series, the first time it's happened since 2015 in the Western Conference Finals. Basically, it's lights out for the Lakers and Celtics.
0: Yeah, I, I I mean for sure, even if you're a guy like me, you think okay, the the Lakers are significantly outclassed in this series um, in terms of talent. I still didn't see it being three o, but that being said, you know it was within the realm of possibilities. Miami being up 3-0 with games one and two in Boston.
1: Literally no one saw it coming. Nobody. Absolutely nobody. And I just – I can't get enough – again, like you just said, the Nuggets were obviously the favorite. They're the deeper team. They're the better all-around team. But I just – I love this Heat story, man. I saw something today on Bleacher Report. I guess in their current rotation for the playoffs – they have more undrafted players than lottery picks. Yeah. Four guys in the rotation were not even drafted.
0: There was, they flashed a score on the screen last night at one point. The undrafted players were outscoring who was it? Like Brown and Tatum and Smart or something like that.
1: I mean, that's amazing. That's just team basketball. Yeah. I just I love it because you just don't see this. all we hear about and you and you made a good point about this again, I'm gonna keep harping on this, but during the the live broadcast of the Lakers Nuggets game, it's like these te- some of these teams have found a way to kind of we, we're almost in a counter revolution to the big three or the star players with a team like the heat, right?
0: Well, we've seen this before. It's like the the big 3 thing or the super team thing. It only works if you have guys who absolutely like the thing with the LeBron, Bosh, Wade thing when it happened is suddenly a bunch of guys from around the league that were like, "Ooh," I want to win a championship. We're like, I'll join up with them. I mean, you think about all the name guys who were names in the league, who made appearances at least on those teams. Um, You know, we all have sort of mocked GM LeBron, and we'll talk about Carmelo Anthony in a bit. But you know, the the Lakers, for example, it's like you had these, you have LeBron and Davis, and then you tried to go like Mellow Russell Westbrook. Pat Beverly, like, no, the the thing that happened before when it was happening with those big names is you would get these like role players or great players like a Ray Allen, for example, who still very much had to have had game as opposed to we're just going to get like washed stars on the minimum. Yeah. And what has always probably been a better uh, plan and we're seeing it a little bit more with obviously even this Lakers team, but far more so with the Heat is take your good players and surround them with guys who are young and are going to provide you the same thing that those guys would, but with less ego and with younger legs and with higher potential that have something to play for in terms of like the guys on the heat right now or Austin Reeves or whatever, they're, they're playing for careers. They're yeah. playing for tons of money. If you're Carmelo Anthony coming onto a Lakers team, what motivation. are you playing for? Yeah, yeah. yeah, You're playing for, Oh, maybe I ride LeBron to a, a championship. It's like, you don't have, you haven't had that hustle from day one. Sure. You certainly aren't going to have it now as like the door closes on you. You look at these guys on the seat. I mean, this playoff run by the Heat is going to give guys NBA careers that may or may not have had them.
1: Without. Yeah. yeah. And not only NBA careers, you will life changing money. We're, right. You know, we're talking about you might get it suddenly get a contract. $30, $40 million guaranteed. You never would have sniffed. Like it, and, and that is a good point. You see these guys. I watched the post game interview last night on TNT with Gabe Vincent. And it's just like these guys are, they're just, you're cut from a different cloth. If you're undrafted, right. That you have that hunger, you have that drive and you can just see it in the post game interview where it's just like,
0: well, I think that's certainly the case for, you know, we're going to talk certainly about Pat Riley, but his ability to find those guys as opposed to guys who didn't get drafted for one reason or another. And they come in the league and they think they're owed something and they're going to show, you know what I mean? It's like, like all time basketball coaching exec just going like, Oh, I like that guy's game and I like his fucking attitude.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and and you know, that's how he was, right? Like, let's not forget Pat Riley, he was never a star. He was a role guy. You, you know, like he comes from that same mold. This is a great although status. he
0: was uh, you know, he was like a top player at Kentucky. Sure. And-
1: I know, I know, but I'm saying, like in the NBA, he wasn't—he wasn't that guy on those teams. This is a great stat that David Aldridge tweeted last night. I don't know if you saw it. It's pretty amazing. Listen to this stat: Pat Riley is one win one win away from his 19th appearance in an NBA Finals as a player, coach, or executive. 19. That will mean Riley has either played in, coached in, or been his team's top decision maker. In 24.7% of all the NBA finals in NBA history. So 25% of the NBA finals, Pat Riley has played an instrumental role in. I mean, and I mean, but
0: like also, even that statistic doesn't do justice to like, what do you think that percentage is if you just start with? The day Pat Riley arrived in the NBA.
1: Yeah, I never thought of that. It's a good point.
0: It's like, yeah, well, a a teenage Pat Riley wasn't going to be the fucking president of basketball operations for the Rochester fucking Red Rockets or whatever the fuck they were. Like, has Pat Riley been involved in 60% of the NBA finals since he?
1: Yeah. I don't know. And it's like, you know, and I was I was enjoying all the memes because I think NBA Twitter is is as far as from comedic, I think NBA Twitter is my favorite as far as like where I laugh out louder. I'm like, oh that's funny, or oh, that's pretty clever, uh, compared to like NFL. But anyway, it's like I was seeing a lot of pictures of Marlon Brando as the godfather. I mean, that's kind of where I mean, I think that's a fair comparison. You know, they show
0: he's he's always been. He's been. That was his nickname. That is his nickname, the Godfather.
1: Oh, it is. I didn't even know that. Yeah. How long has that been his nickname?
0: Uh, A while. I don't know if that was a Shaq thing or uh... he's a Godfather. You're going there, (laughs) you're holding a cat. I thought about leaving one time and I woke up. There was a horse head in my bed. (laughs) I said, okay, Pat,
1: I'll come back. Dude, It's crazy. I mean, like last night's game was just it. Was, like if you're a Celtics player or a Celtics fan, that was just embarrassing to watch.
0: Well, let me let me tell you from from here at, at my place how, how it went down. Uh, Mets had a doubleheader yesterday, uh, trying to get their season back on course. Uh, they win game one yesterday, they go into game two. Uh, Verlander with a a strong pitching performance. uh, Finally, a strong pitching performance for the Mets going into the eighth inning. And uh, the Celtics game was on. And I was like, well, listen, I'll get through this game and I'll probably pick it up in the second quarter. Precisely what happened. Game over. I switch over to basketball. Game's already over. Game's over. And the game's over. Like The difference between this Heat team plus this Celtics team versus your typical NBA game is you go to, you switch over in the second quarter and it's a 14 or 16 point game. You're like, okay, so be tied at half. I was like, this game's over. The fact that this is happening in Boston or sorry, in Miami in game three, after taking two in Boston, like it's over.
1: Yeah, no. And I felt the same way. Well, I thought they'd make a push. They were up and then, you know, they're up by 15 at halftime. And then I I had to do, you know, that's right around the time where I'm like trying to rock the baby to sleep. And I'm like, okay, I got 15 minutes with her in her room. Let's get her to sleep. 15 point lead. It's going to be a game. No walk in the bedroom. They're up like 22. I'm like, what is happening?
0: And it feels, I know, listen, uh, uh, grab your, grab your Miller lights and crack them open. It's time for the dirty sports drinking game. Uh, Shades of the 2011, Prano mentions the 2011 Mavs, it's a a team that just keeps getting hotter and keeps getting better. Like, the Knicks aren't a better team than the Celtics. I see a lot of Knicks fans being like, do we feel a little bit better about our season now? We took them to six, and it came down to the final possession. It's like, yeah, you can feel that way a little bit. But this team is just a a snowball. They're continuing continual they're getting stronger from round to round. Like the fact that they're going to, you know, sweep probably, or, or at, at the very least beat Boston in five is, is not a matter of like, Oh, the Knicks are more talented or better than Boston. It's like, no, this heat team is just continuing to get more confident, continuing to get better. And, that also combined with the fact that, you know, the big difference, in my opinion, um, the Heat-Knicks series was the the coaching. Spolstra just out-coached Thibodeau, um, and the the coaching gap between him and Missoula is one guy's coaching NBA basketball, and the other guy should be the third coach on Andy Reuther's fifth-grade youth basketball team yeah he should be yeah. the guy that's making sure everybody has orange slices <laughs> like he's getting out I mean the, the the coaching job from Boston is is absolutely pathetic in my opinion. I mean you look at even what we were talking about switching over I switch over to the game and they're in the midst of a run and the run keeps going and I'm like what like call time out w- w- do you not have them? Yeah. Did somebody tell you you don't have them? Is the scoreboard broken? Are you not sure how they work? Are you not sure that you can take two in a couple minutes? Like, call a fucking timeout. I mean, throughout the game, I know you only have so many timeouts, but Jesus Christ!
1: Well, not only that, I mean, I I, I don't know if you did you so you missed the early part of the game, and he won the challenge, but even the announcers were like, he, Missoula challenged something in the first quarter. And I get, because it was points, it was called a charge. And uh, who's their their big guy? Um, He doesn't always start for the Celtics. Anyway, why why am I forgetting his name? Has uh, like longer dreads, kind of.
0: Also Williams, right?
1: Yeah. Williams. So regardless. Anyway, they call a charge. He makes the bucket. So the the points are waved off. And he challenged it. And in my head, I'm thinking – Dude, I, again, I know it's two points, and then if they reverse it, you're going to get two points and a potential and one. But even the announcers were saying, you're challenging this in the first quarter? Like, you could really – you might need that challenge. And to me, that's just a boneheaded play by the coach. Conversely, Spolstra, I saw this as well on him. And we talked a lot about him Saturday night during the Lakers game. These are the only coaches – with seven plus conference final appearances in NBA history. It's Phil Jackson, Pat Riley, Greg Popovich, and Eric Pol- Spolstra. And I said, I said on our broadcast, I think he's the best coach in the NBA right now. And I can't believe I'm saying this. Like we didn't know maybe with the whole super team and LeBron and Wade and Bosch. I'm willing to say it right now. And I know you said, what about Pop? And I have no problem mentioning Pop, but like I, I think I'm going to say Spolstra is the best coach in the NBA.
0: Well, I think the. The, the kind of um, the, the flowers that I want to give Derek Spolstra are, I just think that there's what's, what's impressive about him and what really makes me not even like cringe about my takes on him in the past, but, but maybe in, in a way reinforces it is just like he's, he gets better. And he gets better and he gets better and he gets better. And even some coaches that I love, for example, let's say Mike D'Antoni, you know, a guy who may or may not be back in the NBA next year with everything that you have going on. Um, It seems like you've got your philosophy, you've got your way you're going to work. You try to build a team around your, what you, what you can do. You try to find guys that fit your system. Spolstra, is just constantly evolving and i think that's where i mean listen if eric bolster was the best coach in the nba he wouldn't have lost to the fucking 2011 mavs as great as that team was yeah when you have a super team if he was better than pop you know they probably have close to or they certainly had the best player on the floor And he lost him like, but I think at this point, Eric Spolstra now versus that Eric Spolstra is just like a world's better coach. Like, I actually think if you had, you know, if you had one of those teams with him now, they they wouldn't lose a fucking playoff game.
1: Yeah. He's only got. And and
0: that's and that's where I think, you know, that's what I said about Popovich uh, when we talked about um, them winning the lottery is. Not not will this affect what he's done in the league. Like like you said, it's like nothing changes your, your legacy that you've already accomplished. But it'll be interesting to see, is Pop there still where he gets a young player, he gets an elite prospect, and immediately the Spurs, it's like, okay, Pop hasn't lost a step. Because I think we agree, Eric Spolstra has entered a new stratosphere as a coach, but I think that's, what's most impressive about him is he just keeps getting better.
1: I mean, he's been doing it for a while now. Yeah. I've just pulled it up. I mean, he's been a head coach of the heat since 2008, 2009 season. And you know, it's 15 seasons and obviously he had some super teams. He had that star talent, but dude, in 15 seasons, he's had, let's see here. One. What am I missing? Two years with a losing record? You know, like, like he didn't have that super team that long. Right. He only had two losing seasons in 15 years.
0: Now, at the same time, they were a fucking eight seed this year.
1: Yeah. Well, I understand, like, they underachieved. But when you look at it again with all these kind of no-name players. Your second leading scorer, your top three-point shooter goes down for the playoffs. You lose Oladipo. Like, that's the definition of coaching, in my opinion. These guys go down and make it work. Of course. I, I just, like, I don't know. I don't want to doubt them, but I'm just, conversely, let's hop on over to the Western Conference. I just see how Denver's playing, and Jamal Murray's putting up 30 points and a half, and they're still winning, even with Jokic not having a good first half. Of course, he had a great fourth quarter. Denver is a great all-around team. I just, I don't know. I mean, I'm already fast-forwarding ahead. We already know this is going to be the finals. Denver, Miami. Yeah. It's like, what do we expect?
0: I expect Denver to win. I think the Denver is a better team. I think Denver has uh is so much more has so much more depth. I think when you look at it, what's going on in these conference finals is like boston's more talented than um miami but spolstra th- not only are they hot and confident but he's just completely i mean he's running circles around from a coaching it's literally you know a guy te- teaching fucking quantum physics to a guy who's like hey, is for apple and you're like okay this is fucking embarrassing yeah. Um, Mike Malone, I don't think he's an incompetent coach by any means. He's a pretty good coach. And um he'll I think that series will have its moments of drama because uh Miami will still have a decided coaching advantage. But when you when you look at talent wise, the difference between Denver and Boston also is Jokic has already proven he's one of the best players in the NBA he won a couple mvps like the this Celtics team and this is maybe what we have to talk about before we fast forward is like the the Tatum Brown pairing like i don't know how often you can give these guys first team and second team all nba and 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 act as if they're this like elite duo when on like what you what should happen when you have an, a a quote unquote elite duo, and if you look at what's happening in Denver, when oh Jokic played a good fourth quarter, uh and Murray played a good first half, like one of your two stars has to be carrying the load, and when you have a a game where everybody's going off, great, you fucking run through teams, but when They're figuring something out on Jokic. Murray goes off. And when they fucking then start focusing, oh, man, Murray's killing us. He had 30 points in the first half. We got to figure out how to shut him down. Suddenly, Jokic comes alive. Meanwhile, if you're Brown and Tatum, you have games. You have series. You have fucking weeks at a time where it's like, okay, you guys kind of had the quietest 25 ever. Like, there's like who – who is the guy on that team when you supposedly yeah. have two of them who just like, I'm not gonna let this happen. Now the the other aspect of that is I just think also they're just like ball dominant scorers. So you're not even even if you're not going well like Jokic in the first half, it's like you're it's still all running through you. Sure. Like Murray's getting 30 points because of what you're doing to some degree still running the break like the, like I know that the Celtics have a terrible coach uh, uh, certainly in this series uh, in comparison but there has to be some part of this series with not showing up and not having either of your stars just say hey it's my game we're not we're not going down 3-0 cuz I'm going to go for 45 that Or I'm going to go or I'm going to fucking put up a triple double or I'm going to facilitate or I'm going to do whatever. or I'm going to get some guy in foul trouble or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to attack Jimmy. Like the fact that you don't have it is like. If you're not questioning the possibility of this duo being the foundation for a championship. When do you start questioning that?
1: Well, they've played together for six years. Yeah. So we have one NBA finals appearance in six years. And that's a valid point. I mean, I mean that's a that's a good barometer. Like you've six years, man. That that's my like. You could make a very valid argument that they have been underachievers and disappointing to only have one one NBA Finals appearance and zero titles. That's a totally fair statement, I think.
0: But also, forget like. Forget the the lack of titles. It's like even specifically this series, and and I or I should say this playoff run. Like Tatum had that game against Philly, but like this playoff run, that's their that's their moment as a duo. Is that play- like we don't have we don't have the games where it's like oh man, they, they had the Hawks on the ropes and then they just shut him. Like Brown goes off and just closes that series out and they move on. We don't yeah. have in the, in the conference finals. Like Uh, Jay, Jason Tatum was first team All-NBA. Uh, Jalen Brown was second team All-NBA. Uh, Jalen Brunson was not any team All-NBA. And in, that, in the series, it's like Jalen Brunson, the Knicks series was a series because Jalen Brunson was like, Dude, we're not getting fucking swept. Not on my fucking
1: watch. Well, that's the thing. Like, neither of those guys invoke, and I know, I, I don't want to sound like the people we mock, but, like, they don't, because it's not, like, a tangible stat or fact. It's more my opinion. But they don't invoke, like, the it factor. I, I just don't feel that way as as players. Like, like what you're saying, if if Brunson's saying, hey, man, I'm not going to get swept, I just don't have that feeling with Either of those players,
0: but but the thing about the 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 two of them together is like I don't really care about that as much as it's both of them, and they both play kind of similar styles, and they're it's it's not like again, listen, the, the Lakers are down three zero as well, right? So uh, get you know I hope your your Miller lights are still open. We're gonna slurp LeBron a little bit right here but like lebron still facilitates sure the game when his team isn't playing well he tries to figure out how to get guys going and you can say oh they're fucking games yeah they're the seven seed in the western conference finals uh playing a team that's you know probably the most talented team top to bottom in the league how are they even there I've been talking about this for two full rounds, him picking his spots, him deciding when to go like young LeBron, when LeBron was Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown's age, he had all of the fucking energy to be like, fine. Okay. I'm going to take over for a full quarter. Okay. Now this, now it's going to be facilitating guys. Now it's going to be getting open threes. Now it's going to be doing this. Like they're both just great
1: wing scorers. But that's what I'm saying though. When I say the it factor, that that's what I mean. It's it's you know you like you're saying, you know we're talking 2007 LeBron versus the Pistons in the Eastern Conference Finals. Same age as Tatum and Brown. They they just don't have that. I don't care what anybody says. They don't have that. They don't have the Jimmy Butler in them. They don't. You and I'll say this, dude, you I'll take Jimmy Butler over these guys. Any day. And I think most people would agree, obviously, how he's playing in the playoffs and the previous playoffs. But like to me, Butler has that. Butler, Butler scored 16 points yesterday. They literally ran them out of the gym. He scored 16 points. Everybody was getting involved. Everybody.
0: And but to me, that's the difference, I think, between like, you know, I know uh, Tatum has like a fucking Kobe Bryant boner and whatever. But and that's it's all, always, see,
1: that's yeah. That's a detriment to him.
0: But yeah, but to me, I guess that's, that's my thing. It's like, I'm not really concerned with it being like the alpha dog thing as much as like, how does this translate? How does either of your games translate into raising your team up? Yeah. Like, I think both of them have the ability to like take over games, but so what, what about when you're not shooting? Well, What about when the other guy's not going like we don't we don't have we don't have like mean I mean they also have a bad coach Marcus Smart is their fucking point guard which is a a nightmare Um, and has and in my opinion was never a a solid strategy Um, but you don't have a facilitating point guard you don't have your two stars Who can really get people going, who can have have an elite two-man game. It's just cool. I guess if Jason Tatum decides to go for 50 today, we could win. If Jalen Brown decides to go for 35 today, we could win. Yeah. But like you look around, you look around the fucking, we have Austin Reeves, we have fucking, you know, uh, we have all the guys on the heat. We have all these things where the the stars are getting somebody else going
1: but even Denver man KCP's had his game yeah. you, know, you know what I'm saying it's like they they're they're getting everybody involved and there's a reason those two teams are going to play in the finals That's why it's at its core if if you watch basketball and you like basketball it's it's team basketball. Sure sure Jimmy Butler's a star. Jokic is a star. You know, Jamal Murray can play like a star. But at its core, outside you know what I'm saying? Like its team. But basketball. even look at
0: the but even look at getting here. Like I know again, it's like the Lakers are also down 3 0. The Lakers are a seven seed. that cruised through Memphis, kind of cruised through the defending champs in Golden State, and they ran into a buzzsaw. This Boston team, which is the two seed with these two all NBA guys pulling teeth to get through the fucking Hawks. Absolutely fucking back against the wall game seven against the Sixers. Like, dude, this has not been an easy ride. Like the idea that this that this flamed out now against a team that has confidence and is finding a way to play team basketball. It's like you have a coaching problem in Boston, obviously. um, But you also have. a a, a construction problem in my opinion to me this is this is Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum where it's like
1: Mm, I like that
0: where it's like pick your guy obviously it's probably Tatum and just like Jalen Brown's a second team all NBA guy like what's his value go get go get draft picks go get a guy who fits your system whatever that system may be, maybe you find a guy who creates your system.
1: Well, again, like it, it's, it is 26, two, I think it is two similar styles of ball, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. It's just yeah. like wing scorers that love to disappear. I, I just like, again, if I'm Brad Stevens, I'm saying to myself, We've done this for half a dozen years. It's not working, right? They're doing it over and over again, right? The definition of insanity, we're expecting different results. It's at, at what point, like this was the year, right? They made the leap. They made it to the conference, fi- or the NBA finals last year. This was the year you got to go back at the very least.
0: But not also, only- but also you're the, you're the two seed. The Bucks are the one seed. The Bucks get eliminated. Yeah,
1: no, I and hear you. Get man.
0: fucking swept
1: by the eight seed Heat. I think they will. Jimmy Butler and friends. I think they will, and I think the Lakers win tonight, though.
0: No, well, there we go. That is, I guess that's the end of the Lakers season. Just Andy Ruther cursed. I think the
1: Lakers win tonight. I, I do. That was, now we uh... can talk about the Lakers
0: as well. Uh obviously we've just shit all over Boston and the future of Boston and what they have to do. I mean, obviously this Lakers team is a f- completely different story. It listen, uh I'm an unabashed LeBron stan defender, everything. Like to me, and I'll repeat what I always repeat, it's like listen, I like there's just absolutely no there's there's nothing about the guy where he played his history, whatever that makes me anything. It's just, I just think the guy's the greatest we've ever seen. And we have to appreciate that. The, the idea that we're even kind of talking about the Lakers right now, we're in the conference finals. Like, and you can say, Oh, Anthony Davis has been so good. And Austin Reeves and whatever. It's like, okay, how was Anthony Davis when he was the fucking Pelican? Who is Austin Reeves? How's D'Angelo Russell's fucking career going so far? It's like the, the Lakers, are only here because LeBron James came to the Lakers. That's why the Lakers were nothing in the years prior to LeBron James arriving. It was fucking historically bad for a great franchise. But we're now at a point where it's like, what happens? How do we, how do we, where do we go from here? Because LeBron, uh, okay, first of all, I'm going to say this and I don't, and and everybody's going to say, Everybody's going to call me a fucking dick rider or whatever. LeBron, I think, is hurt. I think LeBron will probably have fucking foot-ankle surgery as soon as the season's over, and everybody's going to literally uh, pretend that LeBron James is going in for major surgery as an excuse, which I always think, like, if you think anybody's getting surgery to, like, cover up some shit, like, oh, they got swept, so now LeBron's going to have surgery. That's not how surgeries work, Okay. Now, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Um, But to me, that seems like it's the only logical explanation for um, every time that anything touches his ankle, he's got to take off the full next play and a historically bad shooting performance from him. I think it's just got to be something from the bottom up. Um, Now, I could be wrong, and maybe he doesn't get surgery. Maybe he's just too old. To play at the level that is a difference maker, which obviously would be totally reasonable. He's in year 20. Not only is he in year 20, he's in year 20, plus he he had to go he had to play all the games of going to the finals 10 times.
1: I believe they say it's an additional three seasons.
0: Yeah. Plus he played in the Olympics a couple times. Like the dude's in year fucking twenty-five, essentially.
1: He's your, he's your Honda Accord with 200,000 miles on it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, but here's the thing. There's a lot of Honda Accords out there with 200,000 miles on it. I'd say he's your Honda Accord with 300,000 miles on it. You know, like, uh, it's, it's unreal how much basketball LeBron James has played in, in or around NBA level quality. For the last 20 years of life, it's essentially nonstop for 20 years. I play basketball for 20 minutes. I'm going to die. I'm like five years older than LeBron James. Um, so the idea that LeBron is, you know, essentially done, it's totally reasonable. But then what? What are we looking at? What is, what becomes the rest of the Lakers? What becomes the rest of LeBron's career? I mean, I think, you know, everybody wants to say Anthony Davis carried them or whatever. And it's like, let me ask you something. If let's just, let's just take, I don't know. Some, some other star player in the NBA. Let's take Jalen Brown, for example. OK. Jalen Brown goes to the Lakers and replaces LeBron James. LeBron James retires. You're getting a second team, all NBA guy. He's joining Anthony Davis in L.A. No, Are they go back to the conference finals next year.
1: I already know. What you're saying. No way. They're
0: in the conference finals next year.
1: No, no way. Well, it's interesting because like he's still look. I think this last game was the first game where I was like, uh, oh. like where it really hit me with his age. He's breaking shots. He, or this series, I should say he's missed some layups. The ball slipped out of his hand on that dunk. Like, is, is that going to be, it might be, is that the defining turning point where LeBron quote unquote got old? It, you know, it might be, but I just want to remind people, and I know people are like, oh, all you do is shit on him. But, like, you talk about LeBron versus a Kobe in year 20. They're like, Kobe shot free throws. He was hurt, and he shot the free
0: throws. Cool, I man. Was, I mean, it, Kobe, yeah. Kobe's 20th season was his final year.
1: Yeah, it's, it's not even close is my point. Like, it's – the, the comparison between LeBron's 20th year, and trust me, I was living in L.A. I had to watch Lakers games, sadly, because they fucking sucked. They stunk. And we all know the infamous Kobe Bryant shot challenge, which you did. But that, that was an exhibition, guys. I don't care what anybody says. I will never, ever put any meaning or value into that final game. The Utah Jazz straight up let him score on that.
0: And, and, and fucking, even if they didn't, who give like, what is, what is, what it like, dude, LeBron James, when we talk about LeBron, first of all, they like, he had a, what a 38 point night or a 40 point night or whatever the, the night he needed to break the scoring record. Like if your only goal, if you're any, score. if you're any elite player in that, like, dude, Carmelo Anthony, who we're going to talk about his retirement, like you put him on the floor today and you say, hey, we don't care if we lose by, you know, 50 points, but you score 40. He'll, he'll score 40.
1: Yeah. And, and And let's not forget. He shot. 50 times, guys. 50 times. You know, so it's like. You, you know, I, again, I, I don't put much into that. He was six of 21 for three like this. This isn't even worth wasting any more time. Like it was an exhibition. It was uh, an all star game. It was it was ridiculous. To be honest, I almost murdered you. I mean, he I mean, he could have been culpable for involuntary manslaughter had some things gone south for you that night. But but that's just the point. The only reason I bring that up is because but I has
0: killer instinct Mamba mentality. Yeah,
1: exactly. It is like, it is interesting because you finally see LeBron quote unquote old in real time, but then you're like, but he still had a good season. He still had those moments in the playoffs. No one,
0: there's nobody in the history of the NBA who's played at the level he's playing at right now, which we're like, Oh my God, is this it for We're finally like, is this it for LeBron? And he's playing at a level in, at, in the 38th year and his 20th season where no one's ever played at this level before. At his age, so I would say this: for LeBron. forget the fact that you know the uh, forget the additional miles of the finals and the Olympics and all the things.
1: Let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you this: when you talk about like what's LeBron's future? Do you think? Because LeBron's obviously still a great facilitator. Do you think if LeBron set out the goal, I'm going to average 15 assists a game? He could do it next year.
0: Yeah. If that was his goal, I'm not sure that that's even necessarily like his. I, I'm not sure that's necessarily what helps the Lakers or some other team win to bring in LeBron James and be like, hey, let's 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 make him a. But like, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. If, if that was his goal, well,
1: so if, do I. That's my point. Like, if, if he was
0: if his goal was to do a Kobe Bryant thing and be like, I'm just gonna do this, or yeah, a Michael yeah, yeah. Jordan thing, I'm just gonna do this.
1: That's, oh, that's the only reason I asked that. I was like, if LeBron said, I want to average 15 points and 15 assists the whole season, I think he would do it. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know what the Laker move is. And, and maybe it's run its course as well on the Anthony Davis-LeBron pairing. But this kind of hodgepodge, they're like a garage sale, right? They're like putting parts together. You're picking things. But it worked. Like, it, like it worked as far as it could go. And, and, and I do think, again, I know, I'm not making excuses either. But guys, they were a seven seed. They went through a two seed in the defending NBA champs. Like any any blasphemy to this Lakers team or LeBron, it's just it's not fair and it's wrong because, to be honest. because the it's thing wrong. is
0: because the thing is we're we're praising the Heat. But if the Heat were down this way to Boston, we'd be like, well, that was a fucking pretty crazy two rounds they got through. Yeah. Right, and and that's what I said on the broadcast we did on Saturday, and I will, because I, I here's the thing, when we when you said we look ahead, um, I I do think Denver um, will beat the Heat in an NBA Finals, and when they do, I will do a tongue in cheek video on our TikTok, being like Jimmy Butler, zero and two in the finals, cool, he took nobody there, I don't care. 0-2. Oh, cool. Bunch of guys, But the two other great players on his team are hurt. I don't give a shit. You lost, dude. 0-2 oh, in the finals. Cool, dude. Like, what what are you? You failed. You're 0-2. Oh, because rightfully, rightfully, I think the majority of people when the heat go to the finals and lose. We'll be like Jimmy Butler jumped into a new class of player. Sure. Th- this heat team is fucking did something on Irv. It was all on his back. Like everybody will praise it and no one will just be like, couldn't get it done when it mattered. Cool story. You swept the fucking Celtics, but then you came up, but then in the finals when the lights were the brightest, what happened? Cool. You scored a bunch of points, but you didn't win. No one will do that. They only do that for LeBron James but I'll I'm going to do it now. I don't believe it, but I'm going to, I'll do it.
1: Yeah, no, I, I I see exactly what you're saying. So game four is tonight. Good time to hop on over to prize picks and download the app. If you haven't and pull up the, uh, the game 4 I'm looking at it right now. I know Joe loves and I do too. The combination of points, rebounds, and assist like that's a that's a good one to look at. So let's pull that up here for game four Lakers Nuggets. You got 42 and a half from LeBron James. Jokic 50 and a half. Anthony Davis 42 and a half. Jamal Murray 37 and a half. Austin Reeves 26 and a half and Michael Porter Jr. 23 and a half. So those are some various options you have on points, rebounds and assist. So go ahead, guys, and download the app today. I don't know how many times we're going to push this. I think but... I like
0: the more than on Michael Porter Jr. I see like a, I could see a 20-point Michael Porter Jr. game coming.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. As a reminder, all first-time users that deposit and use promo code DIRTY will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. And, guys, there's also plenty of other sports. You can hop on there for... NHL, Major League Baseball, WNBA. So download Prize Picks today and play Daily Fantasy Sports with us. Make sure you use promo code DIRTY when you sign up. All right, so yeah, man. Got the game four tonight and then game four tomorrow for Miami-Boston. And here's what's interesting, and just keep this in mind. I thought about this today. If both teams close out, major break and layoff before the finals. Right. Finals will not move. The NBA Finals will be June first, regardless. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So, again, if neither close out, I I think this. I don't think any series goes beyond five games. Personally, you're still going to have a nice layoff, which I don't think is good for the Heat.
0: I don't know. It's definitely not good for the heat. It's definitely not good for the NBA. Yeah. The NBA having a delay before the two teams they don't want there is going to be bad. Like I said on the broadcast, I have a feeling that the uh, people who have been really, really quiet about the record-breaking round in and round out, round one, round two, round I have a feeling that people who are really quiet about the record-breaking ratings are going to come out of their, you know, shit-covered holes when the NBA finals is Heat Denver. And here's the here's the issue, I think, and it'll tell you a lot about basketball fans. You know, we kind of shit I I certainly do. I shit on basketball casuals because I think if you look at the majority of the takes that people have, When it comes to all of these things, whether it be historical or what's going on now or like, again, I keep I keep hinting at Carmelo Anthony retired like you look at the people who are like probably on the Internet today talking about the great career Carmelo Anthony had like you should have you should it it should you should be like a Holocaust victim. They should put they should tattoo casual on your body if you're fucking talking about Carmelo Anthony's elite career today. You should be marked for life. They should give you the fucking, you know, like a the guy who fucking carved the 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 anarchy sign into his head. Whatever the fucking dude's name is, I'm blanking on right now. They should carve casual into your head. Like when you look at the NBA final matchup, it's actually
1: awesome. Oh, if we if a, we yeah, end yeah, up having, I agree. if we
0: end up having Denver Miami. It's actually a great basketball series.
1: Well, that's what I was trying to say earlier. I said it from. That's why I said from a strictly basketball, like a pureness level of team basketball, which also has stars. It's really great. Ba- like and also it's a great kind matchup, of,
0: and and also very similarly to you know things we've seen like a like a LeBron Cavs, uh, um gold state warrior series. Obviously there was more like st- typical star power, but you're really going to have a Jimmy Butler and friends taking on this like powerhouse, super deep star heavy two time MVP should have been three time MVP. Like it's going to be a real, like you're going to need superhero shit out of Jimmy Butler. Well, and that's it- like exciting.
1: And also from a like from a compelling storyline, I think it's just as exciting to see either Jokic or Jimmy Butler get a first ring, right? Like that's exciting. Absolutely. Denver's have never even made it to the NBA finals. Like those are exciting storylines. Jimmy Butler
0: again from a coaching standpoint, from a star player standpoint, from a style standpoint, from everything. It it'll it will be a fun and interesting and very well played regardless of how it goes. It's not going to be a sloppy NBA finals. No, it's not going to be a ball hogging NBA finals. It's not going to be, it's going to be a great, well coached competitive NBA finals that no one will give a shit about in the grand scheme of things. Cause casuals are just like, Oh man, big passing, big men aren't fun.
1: No, you're right. It's it's like yeah. it's a far
0: more interesting fi- NBA finals from a basketball standpoint
1: than Lakers Celtics. Oh, 100%. It is. I like that. I know. I was thinking about that, too. 100% it is. So we got to talk about
0: your boy, Mello, officially retiring. D- never call him my boy. Like, that's not even funny in a sarcastic sense. <laughs> he's, he's my least favorite professional athlete that's ever walked planet Earth. Your least favorite? Professional
1: athlete. Of all time? Of all time. Wow. So he, he officially announced his retirement today. Meanwhile, he didn't play this whole season. I know. Well, and, and you know, it's also, again, and he, you know, how long did he sit out before, right? And then when the, was it the Hawks and then the Blazers? That was another year too, right? I just we, we you know we we harp on the the marketing machine of some of these athletes. He's another one of them. I just I don't see now. You're close to it. You're a Knicks guy. He played for your squad. I have no connection to Carmelo. I have no connection to teams he played on. As an outsider looking in, as someone who I think understand sports pretty well, at least I try to, I don't, I've never understood the mellow love for someone who has literally accomplished nothing but score points, not a team player, not a facilitator doesn't play defense. I just, again, as an outsider, I don't understand it. And I'll, and I'll just let you hop in. I obviously have a lot to say, but the one thing I do want to say, and I told this to you before the show Carmelo is ninth all time in career NBA regular season points. He's not in the top 50 all time for playoff career points. That's the only stat I need He doesn't make to know. his teams better. He doesn't get his teams yes. in the playoffs. And, and that's all I need to know. You're not in the top 50 all time for career. But also
0: points. look at his, let, let's just look at his, um, from, from a, like, really his his only two real stops were Denver and New York, right? Yeah. And New York was pretty it was pretty quick how long they were competitive for and then it became a disaster. But let's just call it the whole thing. Like when did Carmelo Anthony leave New York?
1: When did he leave New York? Yeah. Let's pull up his stats here. All right. So Carmelo Anthony, he played, started the 2003, four season with Denver. So he did eight seasons in Denver, seven in New York. And his last season was 16, 17. 2016, 2017. 2016,
0: 2017.
1: Was the last year
0: he was even really in any, like, that you could even make the argument he was an, like quote unquote NBA star.
1: Yeah. The last year he averaged 22 points
0: from LeBron James draft.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: He's from LeBron James draft. LeBron James is in the Western conference finals. LeBron James has probably scored as many points at on in the playoffs as a leaker than Carmelo Anthony has in his career. He's in the Western conference trials. Carmelo hasn't been even relevant since 2016, 2017 season. And even before that, I would argue he wasn't really relevant. But even like if you are like from a fucking headline standpoint, relevant. That's seven years ago, dude. That's six years ago. We started yeah. this podcast in what, twenty fourteen?
1: Yeah. 2014. I don't know. It's just like, again, I don't get it.
0: Basketball casuals look at points per game. There's so much more to it than that. Of course, there's so much more to it than that. You could have that argument every single day about every single player, every single fucking way. LeBron James averages more points per attempt than Michael Jordan. But people go, Michael Jordan's the greatest scorer of all time. Why? Because he shot more.
1: But like, OK, he, I, again, I, I like to be do... one of the great scorers ever. Why? 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 I agree. Why? Because he shot more? Why? So I, I like to do cross sports, right? Because I think that's important. And, and we do it a lot on this show. And again, I always like to bring it back to the quarterback position in the NFL. And I'm just going to bring up something quickly because we talk about points. To me, points, all-time points, the equivalent is all-time passing yards for a quarterback. I think it's a fair comparison. I don't want to bring up somebody named Matt Ryan, right? Just because Matt Ryan is going to finish top 10 in career yards, career touchdown passes. I think he's a Hall of Famer. People go nuts. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. But I just want to bring up a Matt Ryan Carmelo comparison to cross sports. Did Matt Ryan want an MVP, man? Matt Ryan took his team to a Super Bowl. Everyone is so quick to be like, he's not a Hall of Famer, and a lot of people feel that way. People slurp Mellow. You never made a you never made an NBA finals, man. You're not even top 50 all-time in career playoff points. You you had you had a nice run with Syracuse, which by the way for the record, for the record, for the record. He didn't he didn't dominate that NCAA tournament. He didn't. You want to bring up points? Like his points, I have it right in front of me. Like his points aren't insane, is all I'm saying. They're just also, not
0: Also, guess what? Also, I don't give a shit. Yeah, cool yeah. story. Cool no, no,
1: no, no, But my point is, my point is, you had a great run as a freshman. You won a title. It was fun. Also, Jerry McNamara went off uh, in that NBA or in the uh, that final game. Let's not forget that. Um, and you won two, was it two or three? I don't know. Olympic golds. You're also part of that squad that got embarrassed when they run the bronze with like
0: yeah. But also Olympic mellow that everybody wants to talk about. Yeah. You yeah. know, what? You, you, but you know, like, here's uh, Olympic mellow. In my opinion. Hurts Melo's legacy more than helps it because
1: that's how he should have es- been.
0: Essentially what happened is he was on a team where there was just absolutely like, even in his own delusional mind, he knew he wasn't an alpha on a team with Kobe on a team with LeBron on a team with like, he's probably delusional enough to feel like he is an alpha on a team with like Dwayne Wade or whoever. But like if you have Kobe Bryant, and LeBron James on your team, even you are not delusional enough to think that you are the alpha. And therefore, he became a catch-and-shoot guy and looked great and then would come back to the NBA and refuse to be a catch-and-shoot guy, would be a ball-dominant, ball-stopper. Yeah. It hurts him more than it helps him.
1: Sure, I see your point.
0: Uh, Carmelo Anthony is is one of the single most overrated professional athletes in history. You're a selfish coach killing ball stopper that was great at like driving guys to the basket or pulling up on mid range when essentially your whole like, Carmelo Anthony is also the poster child for how not to play modern basketball. Like you, you can talk all like, here's a great example of fucking basketball casualness. Stephen Nash is infinitely better than Carmelo Anthony. Infinitely. And clip this. And let's put it on social media, Andy, and just let's get a, a trillion views while idiots underneath tell us that we're fucking casual idiot assholes. Dude, Steve Nash won two MVPs, made teams fucking, took teams from shit to great, change, was part of the way the NBA changed into what it is today. Carmelo Anthony plays an antiquated style of basketball that doesn't win, and just stat pads. And people will be like, "You guys are fucking idiots." Carmelo Anthony's so much better than Steve Nash.
1: I agree, man. Uh, again, I just like I've never, I've never fully understood it. Like he's, but he's one of those. I bring up marketing, but I don't know. Like what, what, but what is the marketing? Come it's on, just,
0: come on. Do the mark. Follow. I like where your head's at that follow the marketing, uh, tr- breadcrumb trail here. And Andy,
1: you can do Jordan? it. Was he a Jordan brand guy? Oh, was he? I'm at like, I forget. Was he? Yes. Okay. All right.
0: It, w- when I talk about guys who are the most overrated, who's my other, like mo- maybe most overrated athlete ever. Cheater. Jordan who's words follow the breadcrumb trail all because Mama Jordan was sitting in her kitchen <laughs> making waffles one day and was like my boy he gonna lead the league in offensive rating vorp he's gonna lead the league in value over replacement play you're gonna give my son part of his shoe deal because he gonna my Michael, Shoes are just shoes until my son gets in and leads lead in box
1: plus minus. But this is also why a lot of these people are so dumb, because it's completely contradictory. It's the same fan slurping mellow who, in his tenure with your Knicks, had one one playoff series win, correct? Yeah,
0: and then one. lost to, and then lost to the fucking Pacers. But Got stuffed at the ring, rim by Roy Hibbert.
1: He has one playoff series win his whole entire time in New York.
0: Dismantled the Nuggets. Dismantled the Knicks to get but, there.
1: But this is my point. That same fan is like critical of LeBron losing, getting far. And you're like, wait, but you stand for Mello? Mello has done nothing but score points.
0: The 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 problem with Mellow also is I think that Mellow had the gifts. Mellow had the talent. And there was always the moments where you could see Mellow's potential greatness. And people got swept up in that and wanted him to be something they wanted him to be what they thought he could be yeah. instead of looking at what he was. It's sort of similar. Listen, neither of the guys on the Celtics right now are selfish on the level that Carmelo was, but it's kind of thing. It's like at some point it needs to be, what are they not? What could they be? Yeah. Carmelo, Anthony, Was a volume scorer. Cool story, man. That's what it was. Cool fucking story. Whose teams never won a goddamn thing. He's responsible for the worst record in New York Knicks history. Ran Mike D'Antoni out of town. Gutted the roster just to come there when he could have come as a free agent fucking two months later.
1: I mean, I mean, I'm going to pose something and maybe I'm off here. Obviously, it's a different position because one played point guard. What's the difference between Melo and Prime Gilbert Arenas? Like, is that a fair comp? A guy who's just going to score a bunch, you ain't going to win shit. Like, to me, that's a fair comparison. Right? Mm hmm. But that's what I'm saying. Like nobody's putting Gilbert Arenas on a pedestal. It, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's the mellow thing. I mean, if you go right now, if you look on social media, I just, I just don't get it. But I also don't understand the players. Is it just because they were the same draft class?
0: It's again, it's because of what mellow could have been. The bottom line is Mello was in, like there are guys in the NBA who are like, I couldn't stop Mello. And I get that. But like in the context of the game, who cares? like, yeah, I get like, I guess Mello could have been the greatest one-on-one basketball player if, or could have been, you know, could have won 15 straight, you know, Venice beach titles. In some sort of fictional white men can't jump league where you play two on two half court basketball. Yeah, he could have been the greatest of all time. Because guys who have more complete games than that would have just been in the NBA. (laughs) But you're a sideshow. You're the you're the fucking long drive contest equivalent to a guy golf. you know yeah. to golf you're the you're the softball home run derby guy equivalent to fucking Mike Trout you do one thing you score in bulk when you take a bunch of shots on low efficiency and it makes your teammates hate you
1: yeah But again, it's like people don't. Most people don't understand that. So, well, at the very least, you probably won't have to. You, you know, I'm sure he'll be brought up again. But it, it seems like, you know, with him retiring, maybe some of these arguments or discussions will be probably be put to rest. Hey, at least he gave us that one gift slash video, like, like he was going to shoot the ball.
0: You know, oh James, yeah.
1: the famous one they is that yeah. in the next game. Yeah. The fake shot. I mean I, I mean I'll just leave it at this. Like if you put together a list of of top 25 players.
0: Uh, listen. Like he, come on. I, he's not I'll just I'll that just put, it this. I'll just put it this way. I'll just put it this way. And now I'm by bi- I'm biased. But I'll just put it put it this way. this is the simplest way I can put it are the Knicks better off as a franchise. If they never trade for Carmelo Anthony.
1: Yeah. hundred percent.
0: What, who else is out there? What, what other like elite players are out there that you can say that about
1: you can't not for, you just can't not for seven years with the, with the in squad, their prime with the squad. Seven years. In their prime. He wasn't, he wasn't Barkley on
0: the Rockets. No. He was Barkley on the Suns. Yeah. MVP Barkley. Except he didn't. Charles win Barkley was on the Sixers and was an all-star and was great. And then he went to Suns and they went to the NBA Finals. And he won an MVP. What player out there was in their prime, left, went to another team. Mark Cuban didn't want to pay Steve Nash the money. He had Dirk and Steve Nash. Steve Nash left. Steve Nash won MVPs. Steve Nash would made teams the first seed in the fucking Western Conference. Who's like, who's the prime guy who leaves? LeBron James leaves Cleveland. Wins goes to four straight finals. Wins two titles. Who's the guy out there that went to some team and, and made their franchise worse in the long run. Yeah. And, and what did they have to show for it
1: going to the second round once? Well, and also the years it took to recover. Like the Knicks are finally recovering with also a completely different style of basketball, right? And and look at the teams that are make the finals. It's it's the anti Carmelo, man. It's team basketball. It's the anti Carmelo. These teams that are in the finals are the anti Carmelo. These stars, Jokic, Jimmy Butler, they're the anti Carmelo. And, and that's all you need to say. I agree, like, he is in that list. He's on the Mount Rushmore of most overrated, overhyped athletes of all time, without a doubt. All the sports combined, he's up there. And they do share one thing in common. Two of those guys, we both agree, Derek Jeter, Carmen Anthony, Jordan Brand guys. It's truly amazing. I everybody should hire their big shout out to
0: jason bateman's character and air who's responsible for all of these motherfuckers the head of marketing for jordan brilliant
1: though man absolutely brilliant so i want to talk not much i know because we're casuals i think i saw instagram comment about that little golf just a little quick little quick little okay quick little golf just because We all know I I I love the live golfers performing well after all the shit talking. I don't even I don't even care about golf as we know, but I just love what was said, and these guys were all washed and you left live because you know chasing the money, all the whole nine yards, blah blah blah. And a lot of it was their wash. They can't play. So Brooks Kepka yesterday wins the BGA championship. He's a live guy, of course came in second at the masters just want to say this three of the top five finishers of the masters were live guys three of the top 10 at the pga championship were live guys so that that discussion is just done i just wanted to kind of put a little well listen it was all
0: it was always a dumb thing to say and again we are golf casuals we are golf casuals 100 but but It was always a dumb thing to say. Like, if you say they left because they wanted the money, that's pretty obvious. Sure. Of course. They, everybody, like, but also people felt disrespected by the PGA. Money's easy. I'm going to go take the money. You're not going to play in these historical events anymore. First of all, I'm playing in the PGA championship, I'm playing in the Masters, I'm playing in these things. Like, so I get to do a lot of them. But the idea that, and this was always ridiculous, you're not going to have the level of competition. Dude, golf, you don't compete against anybody. You compete against the course and you compete against yourself. Tiger Woods isn't playing goalie on the hole when you're putting for birdie. Rory McElroy is not like trying to fucking, you know, a, a, a cross check you. When you're in a bunker, the the competition is you and the course. And now you could say, oh, they're not going to be as mentally sharp because they're playing less rounds. per." T-. Okay. Well, that's clearly proving not to be true. And it was kind of a ridiculous thing to say. Also, it remains dumb that people are like standing the PGA. Like, Why? Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's the fucking, you know, we, we talk about all this in politics and like all the fucking thing, but it's like the respect the cops and the government. Like, like if you're, if you're sucking the PGA's dick, you're a bootlicker. Like, like these guys left because the PGA, they don't feel like the PGA gives them enough money. So you're like, you're in favor of like the big conglomerates, like fucking not sharing
1: with the players. Well, here's something interesting. I got you know, I try to read enough about it because I I don't follow like like we're saying we're casuals. But like here's something I guess I never even thought of. Like I was reading about Brooks Kepka and the athletic, and they're saying he did he never cared, which kind of makes me wonder about the other guys too. They said he never cared he only cared about the majors. Or he only cares. They're like Brooks Kepka never cared about winning the random tournament in Hilton Head. Like all he cares about is the four majors, and he can still play in those as of now. So it's like, why, why this, again the standing for the PGA? And that's how I would be. You, you don't you don't list the other ones. Nobody gives a shit about winning the random ones. It's the same way with tennis. It was right?
0: always it was always it was well it was always golf fans telling on themselves, where it's like they what they were hurt about was. That the competition wouldn't be as good in the tournaments they like. They want to follow the PGA. They want the PGA to be great. They didn't like that it was getting split up into two things. Well, like, sorry, but these guys are going to fucking get money. And that's fine. Yeah. Like, oh, you don't care about the concerts? Like, dude, people go out and golf every day. When, when, here's the thing. If you're scoring twenty five points a game at Venice Beach, like we talked about, Carmelo Anthony could do, it doesn't mean anything, right? If you're if you're scoring twenty five points in the NBA, it means something. If I go play from the tips at Wingfoot, if I go play from the app, if I go play from the tees where they're gonna play the U.S. Open at Wingfoot, and I shoot the course record. It's my fucking course record. It's my record. Yeah. The course record of fucking Edgewood in Tahoe where I went is some fucking is one of the guys that played the pro am. It's like fucking
1: Marty bird or something like that. I mean, in Kepka now, you know, he's got five majors. So like, again, everything I read is like, dude, now you've established yourself as like an all timer. Like that's a small list, you know, above you who who've won more. So, you know, it just it, it puts to to bed a lot of these dumb things that were said.
0: But it was never it was never legit. It was just people being upset that their favorite thing was changing. I don't think anybody, you could say like, oh, these guys are casuals, whatever. And that's true. We are. But if you're not a casual, if you're not, if you're some golf nut and you thought the fact that some guys were going to play one less round of golf for tournaments every weekend was going to make them fall off the planet earth when it comes to competitive golf, then maybe you should just be a casual. (laughs) Like,
1: Yeah. Well, I just never understood against competition, right? I don't care the 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 field or the job or the product. Like co- the competition is good, right? There's a reason you can't have monopolies. There's a reason there's antitrust laws. Competition is good. PGA has already been made better because of this live thing. Now, live won't last. I, I you know, I don't know how long they'll just bleed money because that's I think what's happening right now. And they're not getting the ratings and the people don't care, but it's already changed PG. It's already accomplished its goal, which we've talked at length. I just, again, I I don't know why anybody would have been, you know, against it, but whatever. And, And I know everybody, you know, the Saudi money and the blood money, and it's just like, okay, well, whatever. Like you could do that for anything realistically where, where we take money, but in the long run, I'll be—I'll be, I'll be cu- as a casual. I'll be curious how this all plays out, uh, especially with all these lawsuits. But uh, again, as a casual who watched that that documentary on Netflix, which I found really enjoyable, especially for a non-golf guy, and Brooks Capca is one of the main guys featured. I was rooting for him. I'll be honest. I was rooting for Live Guys.
0: I root for Live Guys too. I don't like Brooks Kepka. I think he's like he he to me he's like a fucking douche frapway villain and a fucking yeah 80. yeah he is for sure but um but at the same time i'm the same way like i'm all about fucking living guys cuz it to me it just seems like it seems so lame for golf fans to not have embraced it yeah i don't i don't get it but it's old old head shit
1: no That's for what sure it is.
0: For sure people that just want it all in one place, which I understand a little bit. But then maybe you should have made some more noise about the fucking PGA
1: before. But you made the point, I think, when this all happened, if if there came a football league. And we all see these other ones that could rival the NFL. I don't have a loyalty to the I have a loyalty to football. I'm like, dude, I like football or I like basketball. Oh, you have a league that's just as good as the NBA. Cool. I'll watch it, man. Like, I don't have a loyalty to a league. That's, that's extremely bizarre to me to have a loyalty to a league and not the actual sport. Anyway, speaking of football, Jim Brown passed away last week. Now, he obviously is way before our time. Yes. But, like, by all accounts, greatest running back of all time? So – you know, like, this, like how do we do this with a guy who played that long ago?
0: But also, who played for that short amount of time, right? Yeah, like to me, and and this is something that we've that's now become a topic of conversation when it's in regards to Jordan and LeBron, when it's in regards to this, when it's in regards to that. But it's like, like Jim Brown is a badass motherfucker. And he's a badass motherfucker because, first of all, he was like an all-American lacrosse player. And he was a fucking, I mean, he's one of the great athletes. He's like an outspoken fucking advocate, uh, an activist. He quit football because he was like, I don't want to get beat up. I'll go be a fucking movie star and like do all this shit. And, that, and like all that to me, that makes you a badass. Um, all of those things combined make you a, just a fucking badass dude. But also, you average 106 yards a game um, in a a very run-heavy league, but you did it for a short window, you know? Like, I know we always talk about, like, longevity stats versus, I mean, he has the most rushing yards per game, which we never talk about. We always talk about points per game in basketball, but we never talk about rushing yards per game, receiving yards per game, home runs per game. We talk about who's the all time leaders and things. And the reason is I think, again, if you talk about running, like I'm not a runner, Andy, you know, you're a runner. I think if you and I ran 10 miles, you'd probably beat me by miles. You would probably beat me by miles. But if we had a hundred yard dash, even with a knee injury, even not being a runner, Just being six foot four, just fucking giving it all I got for 10 seconds. I might, I might take you. And the thing is, is like, I think that there has to be that balance of, yeah, man, you fucking went all out for how many years did he play? Seven years or something like that? Eight. Eight years. You went all out for eight years, but it's like, I don't know. To me, the best running back of all time. Nine, actually. Nine. Yeah. He's Ray, he's in the conversation. He's in the conversation.
1: I mean, the greatest I've ever seen is Barry Sanders.
0: I mean, listen, there's some part of me where it's like, the best I've ever seen is LaDainian Tomlinson. <laughs> like, I mean, when you talk about guys who did like the whole thing and all, like, because the thing is Barry Sanders. How long did he last?
1: Ten years. I'm noticing a trend here. It's all <laughs> Cleveland, Detroit. It's just like these cities just break you. Yeah,
0: you're like I'm. I'm. I'm killing myself for them. But also, I gotta live here. <laughs> I mean, seriously. He was like, I'm moving to L. A. today. Yeah, I'm gonna be an actor today, next to the and beach. Listen, I mean, he's he's certainly one of the greatest running backs of all time. I would argue he's one of the greatest football players of all time. Um and I actually applaud him. I think it's I think it it's you know we talk on dirty slides all the time about dudes. Like he's a fucking dude. Like when you talk about just like dude quotient, he's probably fucking you know top 5 all time. He was just like I dominate, I leave, I go do my other fucking thing. And you got to applaud that. Like football wasn't his whole goddamn life, but at the same time, if we're going to judge people and be like, who's the best running back of all time? I don't know. Maybe somebody who was like, I'll do it forever.
1: Yeah. No, I know it's uh, that's the go-to by the way, for Browns fans. I love claiming the Jim Brown championships.
0: Oh, did, did they win a couple of championships when Jim Brown was there?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is pre-Super Bowl. Yeah, but I love like that's the Browns' like claim to fame. Browns fans will be like, ah, yeah, you know, fucking Jim Brown. I'm like, dude, it, it, if I'm watching your highlights in black and white, yeah, it, 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 like this doesn't
0: count. And really, it's just white and Jim Brown. <laughs> if I'm if, if I'm watching your highlights in Jim Brown and white. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Like,
0: if they had to, if they had to, if I see the orange on the Browns helmet in Technicolor, like it's the fucking Wizard of Oz, where they've colored the helmets in after the fact, your your Championships don't count.
1: Oh my God. That's funny. You want to get to a couple calls? Sure.
0: 310
1: 359 8365 is the hotline. Give us a ring. So I, I uh, alluded to this one earlier in the show. We'll start with this.
0: What's up, guys? It's Joe. Oregon State, Dirtball, Turn, Tucson, Arizona, Dirtball.
1: Currently, Issaquah, Washington, Dirtball. And I'm just calling to ask, what is your guys' go-to hangover cure? Andy, I know you've been out of the game for a long time. Joe... I'm just wondering
0: what is the best way that you guys uh, would use to pull yourselves out of a hole. Thank you. Love the show. And uh, sincerely, a guy that's familiar with the business end of a Miller light.
1: Toodles. Toodles. Love it. Uh, I'll I, start lo- y- I love Joe, by the
0: way, Joe, uh, you sent me something. Uh, you sent a request for something. I sent it back. So uh I hope I hope you enjoyed it. Slide in my DMs and let me know if yeah. you enjoyed Tell it. Tell me about
1: that dick pic. I want to hear all yeah. about it. Yeah. Uh so I'll start first because you probably have more to say. But I have been out of the game for almost a decade. But I'll I'll give you two answers. Do you want like the what you should do? I'll give you both, regardless, or like what might actually make you feel better. Technically, if you like sweat it out and exercise you'll feel a million times better. Cool story. <laughs> yeah, okay. If you just don't drink, you'd feel no, fucking no, no, not no. hungover. I'm, I'm, I'm saying like, if you sweat it out and then sleep it off, like sleep is so people, I don't know if people understand, like sleep is so important, right? Of course you should know that like sleep it off the next day. Cause you're not getting the technical good sleep when you're drunk. Is at least what they say. Um, go to for me back in the day would definitely be fatty food. Again, what you shouldn't do like, uh, like a greasy sandwich greasy burger pizza and also man get you some sex bro like next day hangover sex is the best and then you go right back to sleep maybe have a pizza in bed i don't know with the sex i like that's the move dude you need to get sex some greasy food and some sleep if you can't have sex open that computer and Go to Pound Town, man. Handle your biz. <laughs> that, that's my that's my advice. All right, mine's layered. First of all, when
0: possible, uh, pound a pint of pint of water and four Advil before you even go to bed. Let's start there. Um, four Advil. Four Advil. Now your liver's already in a terrible state because you've been drinking. But for you young people four Advil and a pint of water and you don't go more like everybody goes, Oh yeah, yeah. Hydrate. Here's the problem with hydrating too much before you go to bed. If you hydrate too much before you go to bed, you got to get up and piss. You don't want to get up in the middle of the night, especially when you've been drinking because then you have the middle of the night hangover and then you can't go back to bed. So one pint glass of water for Advil. That's sort of a pretty one. I know we always can't do it. Um, Get up in the morning. Coffee, greasy sandwich. My go. I have a, I have what I call the Joe Prano hangover sandwich. It is an immense amount of bacon on a heavily buttered roll or bagel. That's all it is. Bagel or roll covered in butter, filled. I mean, a thick sandwich full of bacon. We're just greasing. We're buttering. We're breading. That's our thing. Right out of the gate. Coffee in that. Then... Little
1: weed. I was just gonna say, gotta get a little weed for little that weed,
0: Little weed, little uh, weed. Just take the edge off. And then, obvious one: if you really want to end a hangover quickly, hair of the dog. Just a little bit more boost. Uh, you know, do do a do a a big fat bloody. Do a you know, do a big like smash a beer. Do whatever, get yourself back there, and then that'll get you to the point where you feel like okay. And now we can do everything else we want. Now we can mix in all kinds of foods and naps and sauna, go in the ocean. And I mean, going to the ocean for me,
1: yeah,
0: going to the ocean for me is like, I'm like, to me, if I'm super hungover, it's it's coffee, greasy breakfast, ocean surf out, hair of the dog. And now I'm back, baby. Little weed before I get in the ocean. And now we're doing it again. That's Saturday morning. Now we can run it back for Sunday. Yeah, man. Try to get laid though. I'm telling you. But if man. you're but if you're not buying ocean, you know, a cold plunge, a sauna, that kind of thing. Whatever.
1: That's why I was saying sweat it out.
0: I feel better. I'd love that you're like sweat it out by just jacking your dick raw. <laughs> Hey, man. Ruth is like, get up, eat a pizza, and then jack off so much that you're just (laughs) dripping with sweat.
1: Oh, man.
0: Just heavy cardio in the jack-off fashion.
1: (laughs) But there's nothing better. I used to say this, right? I think this was on early episodes, like a Sunday morning NFL's on, you're hungover, a little morning sesh. You know, you feel great. Order yourself some Domino's, medium pizzas, just top it off with that five ninety nine like chicken carbonara, just some terrible food. All right, another non-sports one. This one's for you.
0: John, Lake City here. Uh, I've started re-watching Seinfeld um, from first episode through on. I've seen handful over the years but never watched it through. And I can't stop thinking about if Kramer and John Prano are the same person. Um wondering what Joe has to say about that. Are there similarities? Are they, are there differences? <clears throat> Am I way off? Uh, I don't know, but from the stories I hear from Prano I keep thinking of uh, his older brother. So curious what Joe has to say about that. Stay dirty. That's a great, great question. And I'll let you know that we, me and my friends have been saying this since 1995. We have talked about John being Kramer. Like John is like a, if, 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 (laughs) if Seinfeld, if Seinfeld was an HBO, a premium HBO show, and every one of Kramer's little scams could be, Elite, highly illegal. Um, he would be my brother, but for since 1995, we've said we used to make fun of my brother for being like Kramer in that. If you if you watch uh, Seinfeld, he always talks about his friend Bob Sacamano. Bob Sacamano is like, oh, Bob Sacamano came into a bunch of hats. So me and Bob Sacamano, we're gonna sell these hats. Like, I I think the truth is John is Bob Sacamano, in reality. <laughs> but also john was always the same way he'd always have a guy he'd always be like oh my friend tim my friend tim just found a box of uh of um you know scratch off lotto tickets it's got like a thousand of them and i'm like uh you're gonna uh scratch them all off and see if you want he's like no we're gonna sell them for fucking three bucks each you know the money's really in selling well if if fucking 7-eleven could make more money scratching them off that's what they do and i'm like "Uh, okay did so you just found a box of scratch off lotto tickets and now you're scammed? Like, he called me recently. It was like, Hey, dude, you got to take a ride to Oxnard with me. And I was like, Why? He's like, I bought a uh, storage unit. I go, You mean you're renting a storage unit? He's like, No, I bought one. A site unseen, uh, you can buy all the contents for like 150 bucks. And I was like, What, you don't know what's in there? He's like, They just show you one still photo, but I saw a couple surfboards. <laughs> And uh I figured you know you you know surfing, so you we could probably sell those. I what? go, dude, there's surfboards that have been sitting in a storage unit, they're probably like rotted, they're probably old, they might be dinged up. Like, is this your plan? Your plan is there might be something of more than hundred and fifty dollars. But now I was like, now you've got to get rid of the shit. Like whatever is of value to you, now you have to like empty it. Yeah, it seems like a put lot of garbage. So like, I was like, what are we really doing? So I was like, I have to drive to Oxnard with you to empty a storage unit in hopes that maybe you make 200 bucks from the contents of that storage unit after you fucking sell it?
1: Yeah, that seems very Kramer-esque, yeah. that plan. Yeah. That's hilarious. That's uh, That's total Kramer right there. Like, that story is spot on yeah although although i have a brother who's pretty kramer too and and how he shows up i'm not gonna name names how he shows up disheveled running late just making the ad appearance and and now you got me thinking about some of his ideas too like i had all my old star wars figures those are only worth money if they're in the package right he's like what are you doing with the star wars like we're cleaning out my parents' house, and I'm like, I don't know, man. Like I know I was the Star Wars guy, but and they're all in like the, the original cases, you know, because Darth Vader, you know, like silhouette and the C3PO thing. And I'm like, I don't know. He's like, Is that can I take them? I'm like, Yeah, man. I I don't know. And then I follow up. My so like, oh, go my my buddy so and so, my buddy Steve has them. He I mean, this is just like John. He uh he's Not assessing the matter. value. He's adjusting the value of assessing the value. He buys toys. I hear from a week later. So, my buddy Steve said, uh, probably about $500 worth. And I'm like, okay, in my head, and I don't say this out loud in my head, I'm thinking, okay, $500 worth. Now, technically, I didn't want them, but like, we're all brothers. There's five of us. So, wait, like, there's a lot of work going on here. Are we each going to get a hundred? This is a lot of work for a hundred dollars. Like, yeah. And then I just don't say anything. Right. And, and then I told him recently, I was like, hey, uh, my nephews are our nephews really into Star Wars and like I'm dropping hints. Hey, man, he's really into Star Wars. Do you still have those figures? Yeah, they're still my my friend Steve's. And I'm just thinking like, no, give them to our nephew, dude. Yeah, like like what what, what money are you are you trying to make off these? Except he's not he's not like a. A criminal (laughs) no offense like you know he's not doing schemes yeah but uh that's funny man now i gotta go back and watch seinfeld but the difference between is like if he didn't have a
0: job he'd probably just go like i'm gonna take those star wars and i'll sell them for 500 dollars, and then i'll do go be able to go out and go have a fucking beer or whatever
1: yeah no for sure which
0: essentially was my brother for a very long time now he's got a now he's got a proper job but
1: so do you have any update on the storage unit
0: oh i told him he was like we're going to fucking oxford i was like i'm not that sounds like a complete waste of my time and then the next day he's like yeah it's fine i just fucking didn't go it's like i was like he it's like he wants you to go with it like he he thinks it's gonna be a fun day and i'm like this can be a horrible day like i don't want you think on my day off i want to go like empty a storage unit like
1: so i think the last time i hung with your brother you were performing where were you performing uh it's the last time I was in town, I forget where you were performing. You were in Orange County, maybe, maybe one of the improvs down there. Oh, we
0: went to Brea.
1: Brea Improv. Yeah. I mean, sitting at a dinner table watching a comedy show with your brother, that's, that's the entertainment. It's like he doesn't know how to behave. And then he would just look at me, and then he'd start making his own jokes, and you're like, yeah, man, like – But He's
0: the kind of guy that would go to the Bray improv and they'd have a thing on the table and it was like, sign up here for like two free tickets. And he's like, okay. So I have 75 email addresses. If we go on right now and (laughs) we fill out this 75 email address and we get 75 (laughs) tickets and then we buy a show, we can sell them. Like we wait until like Rogan's here or something like that. And we sell them all online. (laughs) And you're like, dude, this sounds like a real fucking real waste of my time. My Just favorite, like,
1: get the tickets and go to the show no my no, no favorite, but there's like an angle here my favorite memory is still at that mets giants game your brother debating for an entire nine inning game what would happen if he stood on top of the dugout uh bro security take you right out yeah and then debating if he could somehow get in the mets dugout
0: yeah like no dude and the thing with he, he's always that guy too like we go if you go somewhere and there's like a thing that said like if you go to a like, we went, to a, we went to the Breeders' Cup one year, like a yeah. horse race. Sure. And he saw an area that was, like, VIP. He had to get it. He had to. And I was like, John, do you know what's in there? I was like, shitty Santa Anita track buffet. Like, I'll buy you a beer. He's like, the beers in there are free. And look, they got, like, fucking meatballs. I go, those meatballs look disgusting. <laughs> they got meatballs? Those meatballs look like they're... The uh, horse, they horse, they euthanized. <laughs> oh, we got to get it. We got to get in. Constantly trying to sneak in the p- fucking VIP areas. Wanna, oh one time, gosh. one time we went to Shea Stadium back in the day uh, when the Mets were playing and we fucking we took like a wrong turn and ended up like down a tunnel and essentially walked into the Mets bullpen. And it was like the greatest thing ever happened. My brother, he doesn't even care about sports, but he was just like, oh, we're someplace we shouldn't. Be, he like got fucking a boner he's like we're not supposed to be here this is amazing <laughs> and he'll still he'll still talk about it to, like if you hang out with John for a long time he like remember that time we just fucking walked into the bullpen just like walked in that's dude, hilarious yeah dude we went the wrong way and we were immediately escorted out by security he's like we just fucking we could have we could have fucking killed a bullpen guy if we wanted to
1: yeah that'd be murder dude he's unreal. I like these type of questions. Give us a ring. 310-359-8365. That is our hotline. Follow us on social at The Dirty Sports. I'm going to have to pull some mellow stuff for sure. I old. am
0: uh, going on the road to do some shows. One week from today, I'll be in Vegas Comedy Cellar at the Rio in Las Vegas next Monday through next sunday that's uh may 29th to the 4th the 4th the 5th i come back to la the 6th i fly to new york for my show at new york comedy club Stamford. that's new york comedy club in Stamford, connecticut on june 7th so uh as i've I've, I've been seeing a lot of messages and a lot of tweets and a lot of Instagram DMS about people that are coming from distances. And I appreciate that it is going to be worth it. If you're in Jersey, if you're in Connecticut, if you're in the city, even yeah, will i be down in the city doing shows that whole trip. Of course I will, but I'll be at the stand and the cellar running some new stuff and doing the whole thing. June 7th, Stanford, New York comedy club doing 45 minutes. Doing an hour, having some of my friends on, uh, going to McDuff's after for after party. Come and uh, come, come check that out. And then just keep your eye on my schedule. More shows to come in and around New York. Uh, I'll be back in August uh, doing Atlantic City. Um, adding a bunch of stuff to the lineup uh, coming soon. I'm I'm back in um, Ventura when I get back here in June. So just go to JoePrano.com for all shows and at JoePrano on all social media. And, and
1: subscribe to my Substack if you want. It's free. Cool. All right, guys. That's our show. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Much love to everybody. We'll be back on a Thursday. Have a great week. And as always, stay dirty.